Yo, everybody freeze up in this motherfucker. I bought some shit, and I'm wearing an ape costume before Halloween, so you know I don't give a fuck. It's the Going On Podcast, where I'm critic Muse. Muse, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. And uh, we've got an interesting show lined up. Another uh, show of contrast, if you will. That might be my favorite type of show, when <laughs> we've got two so very different uh, albums lined up, and yeah, you couldn't really get much more different than uh, Julia Halter <laughs> and Old Dirty Bastard, or yeah. excuse me, I'm sorry, Dirt McGurk. <coughs> but we'll get to that. Mm. Dirk, Dirk, Dirt, Dirt, I don't want to say Dirk. <laughs> no, dirt. it's Dirt McGurk. Dirt is going to have to be the main event. I'm sorry, everybody, <laughs> I know... You wanted to hear our thoughts on uh, on Dirty. That's going to have to wait. That's going to have to be second. We're leading with Julia Halter and uh, the album uh, called uh, Have You In My Wilderness, as requested mm. by... Alex Von Berg. Woo! Alex Von Berg. Thank you so much for requesting Have You In My Wilderness by Julia Halter. Darren, mm. rap mm. critic, my friend. What did you think of Julia Halter and Have You In My Wilderness? I'm going to say this. Mm. I supremely enjoyed it, actually. Every single set, you know, it's funny, you, you said uh, Dream Pop. I, I didn't actually look up uh, a lot about this one. This was just a... I don't even know if it's technically Dream Pop or not. That's just the vibe <laughs> like I got. It's too intricate for Dream Pop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was just going by the uh, by the style of vocals and how yeah, they're just yeah. very, very airy, It's very, echoey. I love you, always, forever, but like... But there's, like, oh. a whole machine of, like, moving parts behind it, so, like, it never stays the same for more than, like, 30 seconds, you know what I mean? It's that fucking I love you always forever, but, like, at half the speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sits with you, and you have, uh, you have a lot of time for, to, uh, to let it ruminate, to let it Actually, wash over you. And I, I'm gonna say that that's probably one of the most accurate descriptions, is that a fucking washes mm -hmm. yeah it's not a, it's not a uh a, a singles album <laughs> no no i'll agree but i will say spoiler alert it's a halloween miracle and it's not even halloween yet we actually agree on something <laughs> i think we've had a track record recently when we have albums like this specifically that aren't rap uh that are more poppy or singer songwriter e you tend to like them more than I do. This time we're on the same page. This may seem bold. As someone who considers myself a critic of the, of the Beatles, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I understand their greatness in, in pop music, but you know, I, there's a bit of a critical eye, especially on their earlier joints for, for me. When you get into their later stuff where they're way more experimental and like doing weird shit, this album sounds like what pop music should have started doing. Like, this is the end result after 30 years of, like, pop music being that weird and experimenting and going in these weird places. Because the thing is, like, as I'm listening to it, it's like, it has that easy listening feel of, like, a pop song it, during a lot of it, but it just changed right there as I'm listening to it in this weird way that's like, holy fuck, where's it going now? And there's so many lyrics on, you know, I'm a lyrics guy, but there's so many lyrics in this where I'm just like, I have... 
no idea what the fuck is happening right now, but it sounds so good and it's so engaging that I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, where are we going next? All right. Skipping ahead to my favorite tracks that got the highest uh, ratings, and you might see a trend. Lucette Stranded on the Island, Betsy on the Roof, and Vasquez. They're the three songs that are the easiest to follow <laughs> in what is going on. Every time Boots, that's the faster, upbeat, it's a little poppier, a little catchier. Vasquez. Betsy on the Roof, Lucette, uh, Stranded on the Island. Uh, that last one specifically was uh, based off a Russian work I'd seen. Julia was basically just telling the story from that in song form about just a woman who is on a boat with a man who sees she has a fucking piece of jewelry and he's like, hey, I want that. I'm gonna kill her, leave her on this island, and take it from her. And it's like, yeah. Man, am I right, ladies? <laughs> Can't live with them. They leave you <laughs> stranded on a desert island to die. But Vasquez. Damn, I really like that song. Again, it ends up with someone fucking dying. But <laughs> in that one, it's like, hey, it's the story about uh, the famous bandito. Vasquez. Which, again, I think even might be a... Uh, based on a true story this time, but it's got, like, jazzy drums and deep bass sounds. Ooh, and that was the one, the loose that one, that was the one where it started off and, like, it sounded like an orchestra warming up, mm. you know, and then it kind of worked and layered into the beat, and I was like, holy shit. Like, it was moments like that where I was like, you genius motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't have any songs on here ranked less than a three, but... The two that did get threes, so I guess in that way, they're my least favorite tracks on the album. Uh, Night Song and the title track, uh, Have You In My Wilderness. I thought that was A, a weak track to end the album on, and also a weird track to name the album after. Like, you're putting a lot of importance on this kind of mediocre track. So this is kind of like her saying... I, I, I want to have you in my wilderness, and then you see the very yogic uh, door that's next to her on the album cover there. I'm just saying, I think it's a sexual boast. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. <laughs> but but it's subtle, because she'd be a slick. <laughs> how Long and Sea Called Me Home uh, were two of my favorites. Uh, how Long specifically because of, like, I thought it was one of the longer tracks, like, after I remember listening to it the first time, but it wasn't. But, you know, it's called How Long, and when you listen to it, they're, like, these strings on it, just, like, this ocean of strings that are just, like, straining and just holding the melody in a very, like, like a stiff winter wind that she's, like, cutting through with her voice, you know what oh. I'm saying? And then in the middle of the song, like, all of that heavy string cuts, and then it just starts playing along with her as she's saying the, uh, all the people run from the horizon or something like that. It was just fucking harrowing, like, how it was unfolding. She calls me home, though. I thought you were gonna point that out for for the goddamn sax solo! Oh! What? <laughs> what are you doing uh, in Springfield? Uh, that, that was the <laughs> least expected <laughs> instrument. I did not expect to hear a fucking sax solo oh, on this thing. It was swimming in the fucking music. Oh my god. It just fit right in. It was the least yeah. expected, but it was like, hey, you fucking made that shit work. The impactfulness of her saying the words and how she says it, the I can't swim, it's lucidity, it's so clear. I can't I can't remember exactly the melody, but I just remember just just it hitting me the way the, the melody kept coming back, which is like, holy shit, this is fucking 
cool as shit, you know? Like, I had to check to make sure I wasn't in a dream or some shit. And I was like, how the fuck can this be so good? <laughs> We're being blessed after fucking Sesame Street gangsters and all that shit. Oh, fuck. You had to remind me. I'm going to say the lyrics don't always hit the strongest because sometimes they, they are kind of a bit abstract for me, a little hard to follow. Of a unsung hero, something we haven't mentioned yet, almost steals the show in every track it's in. The fucking drumming and percussion. Oh shit, yeah, I wrote that on track one. Is this like uh, an odd yeah. time signature with the drums oh, on that track? Oh my it was so Ooh. cool the way it kept switching up. Yeah. And it's like and it never felt jarring. No. It just felt like like it was just guiding you into the next rhythm in such a smooth oh. way. I, I, I don't know how to fucking describe it. It was just so cool. They sounded so good. The production overall, it sounds so good. It's a musical fucking tapestry. <laughs> Every instrument shines so bright. Like from the piano to the strings to the to the fucking sax to the drumming that is kind of jazzy at times, especially with like when it when it comes with like an odd time signature you weren't expecting. It's like fucking bebop, weird, you know, late, you know, 60s, early 70s jazz, you know. It's coffee shop seller beatnik music without the pretension. <laughs> Precisely. Or or if it is there, you know, it sounds so good you're willing to forgive it. <laughs> Yeah, because I, w I will say, it does come off a little pretentious, but not in a way that... Yeah. I'll, I'll let it live. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say all this shit makes sense. No, no. I'm, I'm trying to look but, through here and see which ones didn't make sense. I think Silhouette was one of them where I was like, I don't I don't quite get this one. But yeah, okay. number two, I literally wrote, I'm just not going to understand a lot of this, but I want to keep listening. That was the one, yeah. <laughs> the piano and the strings on that one I thought did a much better job at painting a picture than the lyrics were even attempting <laughs> exactly. to do maybe they did it backwards maybe instead of like you know writing lyrics and then uh, uh, make making a beat that fits it they're like we're gonna write the music and then wherever the lyrics feel like they fit in we will announce them or something like that you oh know? yeah something really artsy like that it's almost <laughs> like instead of instead of making a rock opera and having a double album be its soundtrack you record the double album and then base the movie on it. And then some schmuck makes a really poorly thought out <laughs> review of it decades later. Is what you're saying. But, uh, that would be ridiculous if that, that happened in this. For this 2015 album that you were specifically talking about, yeah, of course. No, uh, absolutely not. Um, I, I hate to cut it here, but I honestly don't know what else there's really to oh, say yeah, about I, it. I was just about to say, like, I mean, I give this a five out of five. You should really listen to this like <laughs> it's like dude like get your ass cultured like this is a good ass fucking album <laughs> uh, I, I, I was uh i was teetering between a three and a half and a four but i'm gonna lean it over to the four um i think just because the lyrics are a bit out there for me and again that's personal preference someone who might not care that much about it or might actually have a better understanding of it Hey, I was thinking about that too. Like, would someone at like would everyone want to listen all the way through to this? You know what I'm saying? I, I would say this: listen to uh, Betsy on the Roof. Yeah, and if you dig that, you know, more chiller version of what she's doing, then listen to the rest of the album where it starts expanding and unpacking. There you go. And, you know what I'm saying? Then you're like, oh shit! Give me the introduction <laughs> of what they're uh, capable of, and then go on from there. The other album we're talking about this week is uh, RC's oh! request. Oh! <laughs> mm. It's the old, dirty, 
Doggy! <laughs> you know, we had to do it to him. You have brought up ODB in the past. You've brought up uh, Return. You brought up uh, the, the uh, second album. We've never oh, yes. talked about the other projects, and this is this is what would have been... Mm, on Rockefeller's uh, record label. His third <laughs> album, um, now going by the name uh, Dirt McGurk, because probably legal reasons, because he's trying to get out of like a record thing or they wouldn't release it. I think so. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, first, first, I want to say, though, uh, thank you, a- Akbar G, uh, for requesting A Son Unique yes. by ODB, a.k.a. Dirt Dog. This is, by every uh, definition of the word, a mixed bag. A mixed doggy bag. Absolutely. <laughs> I had never heard this album before, by the way. Oh, that's I great. I heard a couple of the songs. That is, yeah, I, I, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a third album. I had only heard a couple of songs, and I think there was an album on Spotify that was, like, years later, posthumous, that had some songs that I knew about it. But oh, I've yeah. never heard this song in completion. So basically, I'd only heard the, the singles off of this, if you will. There are some really good songs on here. My favorites being, if I can just go ahead and uh, get that out of the way real quick. Oh, yeah, let's let's get the positive out of the way first. Um, They are the First four tracks. My favorite track on the album is Operator. <laughs> Operator! <laughs> look, look at, at that, that girl. girl! Oh my god. You're so fun! I, I didn't care for the look at that girl, but. Yeah, yeah that's what that, that can fucking be. Like, it's just like, okay, how impressed is he by this woman? <laughs> <laughs> I just picture he has his hand on the top of his head, on his, on his hat, to keep his hat from oh, flying off. And just pointing. Look at that girl! Eyes popping out of his head and rolling around. <laughs> Look at that girl! <laughs> She's just like, eh, what? <laughs> um, but again, uh, th- that might be uh, Clips and Pharrell. Uh, to thank uh, for that one because I think they do a fantastic job on that track. Uh, my other favorite tracks in the album that got the closest ratings to that one were uh, Lift Your Skirt, Pop Shots Remix, Back mm-hmm. in the Air, uh, okay. Intoxicated, and mm-hmm. Skrilla. The rest of the album could take a flying leap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Fuck. Look, so I just want to say, the, if you had dude, an EP of just those five or six tracks, it'd be fire. Dude, what so, the hell is going on the rest of the time? I can't believe it. I'm listening to this. I'm looking at the producers. Right? They got oh some my fucking God. heavy hitters: Pharrell, DJ Premier, Mark Ronson, fucking yeah. <laughs> Rob Wilder. You got Missy Elliott, you got RZA, you got Clips, you got Joe Budden, you got Method Man, Raekwon, Ghostface, Macy Gray. It is fucking stacked, star-studded. And I'd never heard of this album before (laughs) this review. It's amazing, dude. It's such a fucking weird album. I think it's interesting, like, as someone who's listened to, you know... ODB on the first album when it was just the RZA, you know, keeping him on a short leash concerning the crazy shit that he was doing. But, you know, RZA was working with him. Then you get the second album, which is really out of whack with how, you know, ODB originally sounds. But there's like this weird new aesthetic that's grafted onto it with this, the Pharrell type beats that are just like, they're so strangely like 
simple and unfinished, but they they oddly fit the strange, you know, wailing aesthetic of what ODB is doing. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the, it's the backdrop against it that works in places. This tries to split the difference, and it does it in a way that just absolutely, like, it's perfect for some songs and then falls absolutely the fuck apart for everything else. So the very first track, you've got Mark Ronson, who I hear him trying to split the difference and doing it in a way that works. He he does the the piano, you know, the offbeat piano thing that RZA does on the first album. You know, you hear on tracks like Brooklyn Zoo and Shimmy Shimmy Ya. You know, you hear the boop, 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 and the, and you know, boom, 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 boom. You know, that's it. So he's splitting the difference, doing something really cool on here that actually works with sounding weird but still sounding like it's a it's polished production of the you know Rockefeller quality right mm. so it actually turns out to be a really dope joint and then I wasn't expecting fucking Missy Elliott on a track with ODB so I was like right. oh shit <laughs> Missy Elliott was a surprise but not as much of a surprise as Macy Gray two times in fact <laughs> but we'll get to her We'll fucking get to her appearances because I wanted to bring up this specifically. Pop Shots, the version that's on here, pissed me off because I love ODB's original version. This version with a uh, fam on it from MOP, he was not on the original and he definitely shout, sounds shoehorned in. Like when you listen to the verse, it's just like, wait, he's not even really talking about anything and he's... He's saying that he's going to be like, yo, let me tell you about the ODB, but anyway, it's all about me. And then at the end, he's like, yo, ODB, it's all about you. And it's just like, what? But no, it wasn't. You were just saying <laughs> What annoyed me was the pop shot. <laughs> I hated that. That was so annoying. Holy shit. I'm going to assume this wasn't in the original. All the samples of just like, I'm the ODB. Oh, no, that was in there. And I think, because here's, I remember this song coming out posthumously. So I, what I remember of this song is it being like, hey, this is a tribute to ODB. We made a song using some of his samples, but, you know, here's one of the last songs he made. And that's why I like the original version without some other random dude on it, where it's two verses from ODB, and they actually sound like relatively really clear-eyed for what ODB usually sounds like. You know, anyone who typically listens to him, like any stuff outside of like, you know, Brooklyn Zoo and Shimmy Shimmy Ah, his stuff sounds really arrhythmic, you know, all over the place, weird, some things don't run, you know, he screams and shouts and randomly sings, you know what I'm saying, he just does whatever the fuck he wants, and a lot of times it's hard to understand, because it seems like he's got, like, a slightly too big grill in his mouth, and it's causing, like, so you can hear all, like, you know, the spit and garbled, you know, <laughs> vocalage at points. I actually feel like they did a better job polishing it, especially on a song like Pop Shots, and I wish you could have heard the original second verse, because it actually, like, the second verse is way better. You've got lyrics where he's like, you know, look here, more uh, money, more problems, my ass, first money I'm trying to get, I'm trying to flip that shit fast. <laughs> like, basically, they say, like, nah, fuck that, I'm trying to live my life, and I'm trying to have a good fucking time. You know, I, I love fucking lyrics like that, and it kind of pissed me off if they cut them out. I thought as far as, if you're going to do a tribute. I liked the samples in there. I hated that they only reused like three or four to an annoying degree. Like they used them way too much. And can I point out uh, in odd uh, in odd example of pacing your album, I guess, or where you place the, the tracks. Two tracks in a row. Missy and Lil Fame both quote shame. That's like the only one we're gonna like quote like that. God, that, that's that was weird. And you know they weren't in the studio at the same time, so you know. <laughs> a 
another thing about lift your skirt because I liked Missy. <laughs> uh, Missy did a fine job on that track. I like her verse. My only complaint is the chorus where a pitch shifted ODB is like ODB. He's a uh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was so <laughs> whack. And then like it 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 goes from pitch shifted ODB as like a cheerleader. To ODB yelling at himself, pitch shifted. Like, it's so weird and not yeah. like funny. It's just like awkward. Pot shots. Uh, what a miss is this real quick. So, in the original version of the song, you hear ODB say, uh, Woo, Tang, Woo, Tang, Woo, Tang, Woo, Tang, Rockefeller, 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 oh. Woo, Tang, Woo, Tang. And in this version, they cut out Rockefeller. <laughs> Oh. And I was like, wait, what's happening? Oh, no. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of label chicanery that's still kind of unresolved going on here. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> I like that adds a little bit of lore to it. Yeah, because it's like, you're woo, tang, woo, tang. Oh, <laughs> doesn't even sound good. Oh, no. Yeah. But I always thought it was weird hearing it originally, because, like, hearing it originally in the song, like, as it, you know, as it, as I heard it normally before the censorship, because I remember just being like, why is he whispering Rockefeller as if, like, you know, hey, Wu-Tang, but, you know, Rockefeller, I mean, right? And uh, I think the, the, the idea was, it's like, Wu-Tang at that time was sort of, you know, not really sticking together the best as a business, and, you know, so a lot of the rappers are going their separate ways. ODB kind of felt like he was, like, you know, being left behind, you know, just because I went in jail. Like, why are y'all not trying to, you know, get me in on the money in this, that, and third, too? So he was in the midst of, like, going with Rockefeller, who was like, oh, hey, you know, they're going to give me some money. They're going to put me on and, you know, do all this sort of stuff. And uh, I think maybe there was, like, a little bit of tension in the sense of, like, you know, fuck you, RZA, for not, like, helping me out in more ways that you could have or something like that. Of course, after that, you know, life goes on and this and that and the third happens where people are trying to get this right back and that right back. And maybe uh, ODB and RZA, you know, got cool with each other before the album came out. So there was like a whole thing of like who should be able to be declared what on this. So I think it was just like in the middle of shit was going on, like with legal battles and shit. And then he died. And then it's just like, uh, well, fuck. Uh, RZA is... I think the most involved. Yeah, and that was the thing that was confusing me because I was like, because with the second album, it was mainly Pharrell and them producing it. So I'm like, with this album, I thought it was going to be even more because, I mean, uh, Fame, is, Lil Fame is on there at one point. That's Rockefeller. Uh, uh, Joe Budden, I think he was messing with like Jay-Z and them. Like, So that's like Rockefeller. The freaking dude from, uh, I know you're not going to remember who these guys are, but uh, Chris and Neef. Uh, can't stop, won't stop, Rockefeller Records gives me, we get down, baby, we get down, girls and girls that love us, cause we stay fresh to death with the best nonetheless, uh-uh, it's the most generic, like, <laughs> song from the mid-2000s, but it was like, you know, Rockefeller affiliated, all these Rockefeller features, I'm thinking like, oh, is this a Rockefeller album, but then I look at the production, it's like, Riz is on it, and I'm just like, what has happened, there's like a war for ODB soul happening on this album, <laughs> But, um, so, and that plays out in the, uh, in the production. So, uh, you get back in the air, the joint that has Ghostface Killer on it actually has that, you know, hardcore, like, uh, old, you know, grimy return to the 36 Chambers sound. And, and I really enjoyed a joint like that, right? Well, Work For Me is the next track. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that was, that was the turning point. 
Yeah, oh, the, uh, these, uh, yeah, and the first thing I wrote down was like, these goddamn party songs aren't working. <laughs> because it's like ODB is a very, he doesn't work on a very nice, happy, normal, mid-2000s rap beat. You know, he doesn't, like, him wailing and doing all that shit, it doesn't fit on a fucking chingy beat. You know what I mean? Where everything just sounds like these weird blips and blooping synthesizers with the, you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't fit him his opening verse is stunningly bad and i think it's (laughs) stunning because it hasn't been this bad up until this point it's been pretty solid Mm -hmm. and then you get a whack verse from this young chris oh in the in the back like they're trying to you know make this song sound so fun (laughs) oh man yeah this is gonna be bumping in the club you skip work for me thinking in your head well at least the next track can't be any worse than that (laughs) And and then it's worse than that. It might be, it might be one of the worst songs I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Again, I get caught up in that, and I was like, is this wrapping back around to being so bad it's actually okay, enjoyable look, look, by the second verse? <laughs> I, I, I think that's what they were going for, and I'll, I'll yeah. agree. I'll, I'll, it has so bad it's good or fun potential, but it never gets there for me. It's just bad. You got okay. the you got a a sort of Elton John cover because you got the ah eh, you know we're doing the don't go breaking my heart. But it, instead, it's me and Macy Gray of all people. Yeah, the two people you really wanted to hear doing a fucking duet. Oh together. yeah, <laughs> yep. And I can just see them like Elton John and God damn it, I hate that I don't remember the the other singer on that track, but, like, you see the music video, and they're, like, young and cute in the studio. Yeah, probably, like, like, hold, you know, oh. holding hands next to each other and uh, oh, yeah, recording and the like song in the booth, just, like, bumping into each other, know? being all fun. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 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 yeah, the being all fun. You just see it with ODB just screaming. Dude, ODB just fucking looks like he's on, like, Quaaludes or something like that in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, <laughs> on the corner of the studio. Macy Gray's like hanging on the mic like, right, these people do not sound happy at all. They sound like they are like in the midst of a like coke-fueled binge. It's so <laughs> and, scary. Yeah. Oh my God. There's like one part where, um, what is it? There's one part that gets censored where he goes, um, Macy and ODB do hot for the tea and you... And then... And then the next part is like, uh, uh, that's what I'm gonna do with you, baby! And she goes like, what does that spell? And uh, he spelled F-U-C-K-I-N-G, but they edited part of the spelling for some reason. But that's not the weird part, where he goes like, let's go to the park after dark, rob some bitches, stab a bitch nigga, and, and get some on your knees, and leave you and, and fuck your doggy! And it's like, what? What did you... What about stabbing people? What the fuck just happened? And then it's like, I'm gonna take you to the movie. Yeah. It doesn't matter which movie. <laughs> then go to the movies. I don't care which movie. I just wanna get some popcorn, make it salty. It's so embarrassingly uh, bad. It's like it's like the Bismarcky, you know, you've got what I need, but like cranked up. And, you know, except, like, Bismarck, he's, like, really drunk and tired, and the song's not as fun now, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it feels like, uh, you know, it's like, at first we were laughing at him singing badly, but I think he needs to go home. You know, it's just, like, really... It, it, but then it kind of becomes that, like, 
you know, that sort of mad TV parody of Whitney Houston, Bobby Brown sort of enjoyment at some level, where you're just like, am I just supposed to be enjoying how weird and dysfunctional this obviously sounds? I gotta point out, because you mentioned mad TV and you reminded me, thanks to you, you, I cannot hear Hey Ya on the radio without thinking about that horribly embarrassing mad TV. And the mad TV Oh my god. That's like one good joke. <laughs> that's stu- that's fucking stuck in my head now. <laughs> the goddamn man. Oh. <laughs> Why does he say I'm scary? Why does he say that? I know, you know what's funny? Like, I remember watching that and being like, I love Orlando Jones and I haven't seen them for a while, so I'm supposed to enjoy this. And I remember just like watching it and just be like, I, I haven't laughed yet in this skit. <laughs> They forgot the jokes. They, yeah, they just exactly. forgot to put them in. Hey, y'all, listen up to me. Oh, it's not even clever. It's so bad. Oh, why did you say that? I don't know. Why? <laughs> the delivery is the worst part. Why Anybody does randomly say, does, like, the I'm Jamaican scared. accent. Oh, are you doing, man? Uh, is it mad? I was like, where's this? Oh. Why is he doing this? Like, was that even a character he ever did? I don't know. Like, what the fuck is happening there? They wanted to parody Hey Ya so bad, and they just had no idea how or what context. They just knew we're it doing had to it. happen. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do it one day, goddammit. Um, but after Don't Go Breaking My Heart, it goes to The Stomp Part 2, uh, featuring the RZA, which mm-hmm. is another just what the fuck is going on here. Oh my god. Uh, track when the so RZA bad. is just like screaming on the hook, <laughs> and it's just like, um... RZA, please stop. <laughs> like, yeah, RZA's voice works in certain things, but to do the trying to match ODB's energy and screaming while still sounding like he has a mouthful of marbles, you know? Like, it just doesn't work. You're sitting there, you're listening to the stomp, and you're thinking, Whew, this is bad. No way could <laughs> the next track possibly be any Worse! Yay! Da-da-da! Da-da-da! Oh, yeah! Another motherfucking zero <laughs> from your boy. How you feeling? Holy Can God. I just read this chorus and see if it sounds as <laughs> yes! bad to you yes! as it did to me? No sipping alcohol at all. No way! No smoking Philly blunts or backwards. No way! No leaving the state of New York! Stay home! It's all good, long as I can still feel some rest! The the way that is so shoehorned did make me laugh. It's all good, as long as I can still feel some rest. Okay, look. He's doing this rhythm as if there's some rhyme that's to be expected, you know? <laughs> and then there just isn't. And then it's just, I just want to feel some breasts. <laughs> like, like a desperate plea, like, guys, I've been in jail. Can we stop recording? I just want to go to a titty club and just see some titties, man. I just want to get reacclimated to my life. Stop working. Be like a workhorse in this studio, please. And if that was the energy that was, like, on the rest of the track, I probably would have let it live. But it's one of a couple tracks on here. Where they just got these cringy as fuck, like, backup singers. Oh my god, you've got to play a sample. I couldn't take it! It's 
so I corny. No. Yo. Okay, so Todd in the Shadows, he had said, I remember he did a review of the song Wiggle with like Jason Derulo and Snoop Dogg. And oh, he yeah. said like, the word Wiggle is not in any good song. <laughs> and it was like, as I was listening to this and I heard the little, oh, Wiggle, 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 I was like, oh, damn, he is right. <laughs> you just can't make a good song with the word Wiggle. <laughs> the fucking blooping synth, the fucking uh, chingy fucking... Absolutely inappropriate for an old dirty bastard song since. And oh, there was one point in particular where it, it, it yeah, it, it still it was at the beginning. So you hear the raspy, oh yeah, and you hear the bleeps and bloops. But then it was at this particular part where it's like you hear like a whole bunch of timpani coming out of butt fucking nowhere. So it's like it sounds like all of a sudden really important. But it's in that like this is yeah, you can tell it's just a cheap ass fucking synth. So it's just like so the beat cuts out, you and then you hear the a little beep, 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 come back in. So it just absolutely takes away any of, like, the coolness that that, that, that timpani was even slightly having. <laughs> There's the wiggle, 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 and then you also got the woo, 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 who? Uh, whoa, 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 who? Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. Like, I was cringing so hard. I couldn't... I couldn't believe- why is it on here? Like, get it the fuck off here! Like, who the fuck thought that? I could, like, when I saw it was the hook. <laughs> you know? Like, like, I saw that the line, you know, no sipping alcohol, you know, I want to find some breasts. And, like, I was just like, okay, ODB's weird, that's a little itch. And then I looked up and saw the hook, as in, this is the part that you want to hear again. This is the part that we really thought you wanted to hear more than once. <laughs> but then you get intoxicated. Yes! Which is like... One of the best songs on the album. It's so good. And this it's one, so you, different. You got Meth, you got Raekwon, and Macy Gray. Macy Gray saving this. It's the redemption arc exactly. of, of she, Macy she Gray. Up, you know, uh, from from that last uh, from that last staring performance. She's like, she hey guys, a, sorry about last night. I, I you know I was going through a breakup. Things were kind of intense. I just I needed, don't even remember know. what the hell was going on last night. <laughs> but Macy does a really great chorus. Uh, on this one, I think uh, I think Raekwon has a really great verse. I wasn't as sold on Meths, but uh, you know, I, I honestly think uh, ODB had like the best verse on here. Yeah, uh, especially the way it ended. Again, it, it was the ODB t- touch, but it was like more clear eyed and lyrical, like I was saying. So I want to quote it. Where he goes like, uh, "Touch me in Cali or the streets of Maui in the 2006 pitch black Audi, driving by bitches. I'm like howdy." Duty to all you beauty bitches that crowd me. I fucking love that. I just love that. Ah, driving by bitches, I'm like, howdy, duty. <laughs> it, just, it just caught me off guard. <laughs> just to kind of wrap things up here, because it just kind of peters out from here. Yeah, there's just a bunch of court. Like, for me, I was just looking at a bunch of, like, hooks that just seem to not really do anything. Like, the Dirty and Grimy song just feels like, People are, it feels like the ad-libs are there, but the, like, actual rapping for the hook isn't there. Yo, 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 Dirt McGirt. Yeah. Yo, 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 what the fuck are we even doing here? Exactly. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Gonna get this on wax, Dirt. Whatever the fuck we're doing. Uh, Danger Zone, not very impressed with Button. Yeah, and the lounge, homeboy, you in the Danger Zone. What? <laughs> 
relax, you're in a dangerous area. Kick your feet up, you're in the danger zone. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening in these songs? Sit for a spell, you're in the danger zone. <laughs> we gotta fucking hit on Skrillex. It's, an, it's another RZA uh, produced track. Uh, explosive fucking beat on this one. There's so I, much going on. Okay, out of fucking nowhere after all these other songs that are so disappointing. It's like, it's almost like two or three beats are going on at the same time. It, it's it's <laughs> almost too busy, but um, I liked how, you know, you gotta pander a little bit. There, there's a couple tracks on the album where they do the woo, woo. Oh, of course. Because people like that. Of course. It gets, a, <laughs> it, it gets a fucking pop out of me, too. It's the brand. <laughs> but on Skrilla, they also fucking included the clacking noise for Wu-Tang Ain't Nothing to Fuck With. Every day is Saturday. Every day my gas plays. When shit get bad, I'm looking for a bad away. It seems like a really strong finger snap. Yeah, or like wooden sticks slapping yeah. together or something. <laughs> I heard that in there, and I was like, okay, little nod. Okay. <laughs> and, and then don't. Don't hurt me, dirty. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what in the world? I won't hurt you again, dirty. Oh yeah? Please yeah, don't well, hurt me again, <laughs> dirty. It's so awkward. It's passionate. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, don't hurt me again, girl. <laughs> it's so fucking weird, dude. So what, um, what's happening? <laughs> uh, what was it? Oh, I wanted to point out this one lyric on Skrilla that just came out of nowhere. It's like the most, like sci-fi rap I've ever heard from Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, check this out. He goes like, Disrespect me when I lay my head in my hammer spray. My cyber tech nylon suit reflects gamma rays. Like, what? <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> you're about to fucking play it off, but then you're like, wait a second, wait, what was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, what was that? Dirt? <laughs> Did you, would you mind repeating that? Was that was there another verse that was supposed to be a part of? Yeah, right. What the fuck was this from your Deltron? Yeah, exactly. Collab again. I got a kind of mixed middle of the road rating here uh, between between a two and a two and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it the two and a half just cause. I, I gave it the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I came up with like a th- a two point three, and I was like. Damn, that's right on that fucking line, dude. There is an uncharacteristic amount of actually enjoyable songs on here. I think that's what did it, but Yeah, but not nearly enough to forgive songs like, uh... Don't Go Breaking My Heart, How You Feeling. How You Feeling? (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a total of 13 songs, and... Four or five of them, so almost a third of them. Yeah, almost a third. <laughs> almost a third are uh, are worth listening to and revisiting. Um, I can't say that I wish this an official release, like I've seen some people say. Yeah. Um, maybe just throw them on a best of the better tracks and just let the other ones be forgotten. Yeah, if they could put, like, four of the tracks on Spotify, that would be dope. I think, the the funny thing is, there's one track that is on Spotify, and it's the one that kind of deserves to be on Spotify. It's the intoxicated one. Oh, okay. So, that one's there, and I completely understand it. (laughs) But that about wraps it up. 
uh, for the Going Off podcast. Big thanks to those folks who requested uh, these albums. And if you're sitting there wondering how you can request an album to be reviewed on the show, head on over to Kofi, that's K-O-F-I.com slash Going Off, G-O-I-N-O-F-F. And uh, you can see there it's a one-time $50 pledge and you can request an album uh, to be reviewed on a future episode and if this just happens to be your first time listening to our show uh take the time to follow us on spotify all of our old episodes are on there and you'll never miss another episode because you'll always be notified when there is a new one posted uh it's the only place we could hear all the episodes in one place so i highly recommend it search going off on spotify you can follow us on Twitter if you want, and our respective uh, YouTube pages. All those links are on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. If not, I'll have them... Uh, well, no, I was just going to say, if you're watching it on YouTube, you can see it on the screen. If you're not watching it on YouTube, I'll have it in the YouTube description. Fuck, you still have to be on YouTube to see that. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah, I think on Spotify has the descriptions, right? Oh, shit, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I've done that I'll before. I'll have to go I've ahead and start like, doing that. I've gone to podcasts where, yeah, yeah, you can click on the link in the Spotify description, so... That's right. I'll, uh, I, for whatever reason, I've only been putting the the, uh, the time codes in those. But yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll put all the links, all the necessary links in there, so you could so you could see what, where you need to go to uh, find our individual Patreons or Twitters or YouTubes. Uh, in your case, uh, the, your uh, station head show. Hey, station head still popping. Uh, the new music, new hip hop Thursdays uh, every Thursday around seven thirty p.m. You know. Where do you stream from since it's like a third party thing and it's on like Apple? Does it have to be from like iTunes or where does the music come from? uh, Well, I think it like you can if you subscribe to either either, uh, Apple Music or Spotify, like you can use it. But the way mine is Spotify. So like it gets the music from my station and from Spotify whenever I play shit. Okay. I, I was asking specifically because I was wondering if you'd be able to do anything with this album, but unfortunately you can't because it's not on Spotify. Yeah, I, although I might do a, uh, you know, weirdest, or, or, or you know what I was thinking about doing? I was thinking about doing a uh, featuring ODB playlist. Some oh. of my favorite songs that, like, you know, f- uh, feature your board that I feel like need to just be in one solid collection place. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'd be doing folks a service there. But until next time, for the Going Off Podcast, thank you very much. We love you for checking us out and spending the time with us. Until next week, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Show this is for all the lovers out there. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up.